0: Adam Bergman, Adam Talks, IRE Financial. Thanks for listening. Um, definitely subscribe to the channel. There's a podcast every week. And today we've got a great guest, Michael Tobin of Tobin Associates, uh, a leading real estate attorney in the state of Florida, 20 plus years of experience. And I worked with him, so I can vouch for him. He, he knows the stuff. And lucky to have him on this podcast. And I'm going to ask him some questions about. As a business owner, what are some of your options in terms of paying rent, in terms of COVID-19? We're gonna go through a bunch of scenarios. Number one, a restaurant or bar that's closed during COVID. Uh, What are your options as a business owner uh, versus a virtual business, such as a consulting firm that can work as home and you have some options in terms of paying your rent? What should you be thinking about and talking to your landlord? So Michael, welcome. Thanks for for joining
1: the show. Happy to be here, Adam. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Appreciate it. So Michael's a friend and obviously he's a really good lawyer um, and he's got a great firm in uh, South Florida. So if you have real estate needs or or other legal needs, definitely look him up, Michael Tobin. So let's start. We we got situation, two scenarios. One is a restaurateur that obviously because of COVID-19 is closed, he's doing a little bit of deliveries, but revenues are down, you know, 80, 90%, pretty much laid off everyone, and he's got a big rent bill coming, or or um, thinking about paying. And then scenario two, you have a consulting firm that has a bunch of employees, able to work at home, can't really use the office, and he, they come to you and, and say, okay, Michael, what should I start
1: thinking about? Okay, so, Maybe you'll remind me about the second one because the first one may take a few minutes. You know, I think the first thing to understand that there's really a few things to understand, you know, especially for people going through this. Um, and to me, the most important thing is that this is unprecedented. Um, you know the law, real property, uh, landlords, lenders tenants they like to look at precedent you know that's really what guides us in the law that's what guides us in markets we're talking about something that's completely unprecedented that's never happened or at least not in a hundred years and we didn't have market forces like this then so you have to understand um, if you are that restaurateur uh, or the consultant or um, any type of business or homeowner really for that matter that um, we've never faced this um and we're all you know i hate to say it, it sounds trite we're all in this together we're all in a similar situation in that it's unprecedented and that can be and should be somewhat comforting for small business owners um you know whatever level you are sophistication income no one's really seen this um now compound that with a lot of federal legislation that's in place to protect small businesses, tenants, um, and that's legislation at the federal level in terms of the CARES Act and um, prohibitions, temporary prohibitions on both evictions and foreclosures. Couple that with the state laws, you're not going to really need to be concerned for the short term about being evicted. That is a judicial process, at least in Florida. I'm only speaking to Florida. I'm only licensed in Florida. So if you're a small business, you've got time. And time is a valuable commodity when you get into a crunch. It gives you time to think, time to reassess, time to plan, time to strategize. So if you're that small business owner and you're the restaurant and your revenue's down 80 90%, you need to have a very frank conversation with your landlord after you have figured out what you want to do. Do you want to stay? First and foremost, if you do, then you go right to your landlord. You say, look, I just don't have the revenue. The landlords know what's going on and you work something out. Now it may take a while to work it out and I'd advise you to get representation of some sort, um, but you'll be able to work it out. Now, if for some reason you don't want to stay, then you approach it a little differently. But again, you should definitely get an attorney. These are legal matters. The lease is a contract. A lot of people have personal guarantees. Um, so I, I don't know if that really answers the question, but that's kind of my thoughts as to whether you're struggling um, or whether it's strategic.
0: Right. So a couple things. So number one, I've heard some landlords say, okay, you're a small business. You have the right to apply for the PPP, the payroll protection program. Once you get your money, then just pay us. So that's yeah. one option uh, versus, hey, I'm a small business. My revenues are down. I need to pay my employees. Uh, what kind of leverage can I now use as a small business owner with COVID in my back pocket to say, listen, you know, I just can't. Uh, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm not sure about the future.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's go to the strategic um, tenant who, you know, has limited capital and wants to use the capital um, towards keeping employees and other things and just doesn't have sufficient cash flow. Or if they do, they want to preserve it. Um, You know, leverage with landlords, you got to think about it from a landlord standpoint. You know, landlords have debt on their property oftentimes. And um, if you're a landlord, it's very fair to say, fine, I'll give you a forbearance or we'll push April and May's back, you know, to the back end of the lease. But we know you're getting PPP money. And we know that if you get it, the government's being generous. Assuming it's funded, they're being generous with the amounts and the forgiveness. And it's fair for a landlord to say in a lease modification, you know, out of the PPP money, once it gets funded, you agree to pay us X. That would be totally fair and reasonable for a landlord to say.
0: Yeah, I agree. and. um you hear, you hear things being said about, you know, force majeure uh, type of clause in a, in a lease potentially sure. one where you can argue potentially that the COVID-19, uh, you know, can satisfy that clause. You can shed some light on, on a provision like that. What are your thoughts in terms of success rate?
1: Well, that's funny. About four weeks ago, I'd say in mid-March, you know, when, when really things you know, took a change, you know, a drastic change, um, you know, I would bring it up and other attorneys would. And whoever you bring it up to, if they were on the other side, they'd scoff at it, the idea that force majeure, which really in Latin means forces beyond our control. And the notion is, is that there's an act of God There's terrorism, there's labor strikes, things you can't control that prevent your performance. That's force majeure. At this point, I think it's a very viable legal argument to bring into court or to defend in court. And again, the courts are effectively closed. So the longer this shuts down the the nation, the economy, the more laws there are, the more it is a very, very viable um, argument. Now, that said, going forward, every addendum, every lease, every contract will now include pandemic virus and force majeure as a defined term. So for the moment, if you're operating under a contract that doesn't define force majeure, or I should say include pandemic virus, it's up to a judge to decide. But you have to assume that when the court system gets back into working, that most judges are going to have a lot of sympathy or Rachmanis, as we say, towards tenants and borrowers. So use it carefully, but I think it's a very viable fact, you know, case by case um, question.
0: Right, so I, I would think as a small business owner, some of the things I would look at potentially is leverage against the landlord is, you know, number one, uh, no personal guarantee, right? If you haven't personally guaranteed a lease.
1: If you don't have a personal guarantee, you definitely have a lot of leverage and, and an easier ability to walk away, which in, which in reality is the leverage
0: right and then number two if you want to stay but kind of renegotiate using the COVID 19 and the decrease in revenues and profits as a way to say listen uh, i want to be fair here i'm not personally guaranteeing this lease let's work something
1: out yes for sure but for those who really like their space and don't want to risk losing it you know that's something to keep in the back of your mind the the markets will definitely soften there won't be nearly as many tenants looking for space that behooves an existing tenant and gives them leverage, but sometimes you, you want to be careful to not overplay your hand.
0: Gotcha, so right now basically is sit tight, see what shakes out with the pandemic, hopefully. There's some light at the end of the tunnel. If you, and communicate,
1: communicate with your landlord. Right. That's so very pay, important.
0: Don't just not pay the rent.
1: Tell them why you're not paying the rent. Give them a basis, even if it's a little bit of an exaggeration. Be ass- be assertive and proactive because they're going to go after the low hanging fruit, and they're going to have a lot to deal with. If you're acting in good faith, that'll go a long way.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, I really appreciate the time, Michael. Um, thanks so much. Maybe we'll, we'll be lucky to get you on again, and once. Uh, different perspectives on uh you know real estate law and COVID-19 but stay safe stay healthy really appreciate it uh it's Adam Bergman Adam talks uh thanks for listening it's a weekly podcast definitely subscribe thanks again be safe and healthy and until next time